It's the most wonderful day of the week because I'm here with a new episode for you. Connect the Dots Bitch podcast episode whatever. I don't know. I think we're on like 13. That's good. 13 episodes, mostly every Sunday. I love consistency. I'm a stickler for consistency. I am cheery today. Can you tell? Cheery, uh, like Mr. Rogers cheery. Singing, humming, you know, talking to the bluebirds. I am getting more oxygen to my brain, so that could be the reason why I am chipper. And it's the week of Christmas. That is not really the reason why I'm chipper, other than the one thing that I do enjoy, because I hate everything else about holidays. I do. And I'm going to get into it, because today we are just going to psychoanalyze Amy. (laughs) The one thing I do enjoy about a holiday, uh, a snow day, um, like a, a, a worldwide event such as like the Super Bowl or something like that, right? Is that I know most people are all in one place doing the same thing. Have you ever thought about that? That is the one thing that I do enjoy about holidays and Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to say the World Series. I feel like like Super Bowl, mostly because a lot of people, even if they don't watch football, will watch the halftime show, right? But everybody's gathered in a place all together, and we all are mostly doing the same thing versus like any other day of the year or the week. Everybody's on a different schedule. Everybody either is going to, maybe they drive to work, maybe they work from home, maybe they don't work, maybe they're driving their kids to school, right? Like everybody's all over the place. But on a holiday, we are all kind of confined in doing a similar activity. And there is something about that that I really love. Like a blizzard, I love a blizzard. Like I I love just one really good solid blizzard where I can look out my window and know everybody's trapped inside. And maybe it's because, I mean, then I feel less guilty not having to leave the house because I work from home. I leave the house an awful lot for somebody who really doesn't have to leave the house. You know, I, I, I work from home. My dog is with me basically all the time. Everything's rather convenient for me with that. But I go out a lot and I do a lot of things and and Dewey comes with me. But on a snow day, my ass is planted right here. And then I take pure joy and pleasure in knowing everybody else is stuck on their couch too. We're not all together in the same room, which I like. Like I love, I like that. When I was living at my parents' house and, um, you know, we were all like, it's a it's a decent sized house, but we would all be under one roof, but we're all in separate rooms. I need my space that way. 
I I like my space. Don't sit on top of me. Like if you come to visit me, which I mean you can't. I'm not inviting you. But <laughs> if you come to visit me, like there's got to be a time limit on your presence in in my setting. Like I need to know the end date when you're leaving because I need my alone time. I need to be able to like mutter things to myself that don't make sense, talk out loud, act a little weird and crazy that only I'm going to understand. And I can't do that if you're here and you're planted here. I need to know when you are exiting the building, right? But anyway, Christmas, you know, like I enjoy some of the things about a holiday, but I don't enjoy the imposed obligation of Christmas or what it's become. I don't enjoy being forced into buying presents when maybe I don't want to buy you a present. <laughs> it's not, there's not more to that sentence. That's it. Maybe I just don't want, I don't want to say you don't deserve because it's not a deservability factor. Like everybody deserves a present. Your worthiness of a present is not in question here. It's just a matter of like, for me, I like to buy gifts when I am inspired to buy them. When something inside of me is sparked and I'm like, oh my God, that would be a really great surprise for this person. Or I just, I'm feeling the emotion of joy or appreciation and I really want to express it through gift giving. I'm not a huge, I'm a really good gift giver, but I'm not somebody who has to give a gift all the time. Like there's an inconsistency in my gift giving in terms of if I give you a gift on your last birthday, you might not get one on your next birthday because it's got to be, I've got to be in the mood and the mindset to do it, right? Christmas is a whole different story because I can't play that card. I look like Scrooge, you know? So I'm obligated to buy a gift. So then gift giving is not really fun at that point for me because I'm not in an emotional or mental state to be like, hey, I really felt like this was the best. It's just there's obligation there. I don't like being told what to do. That's number one. I do, I'm very resistant to anybody ever, anybody, a cop, <laughs> uh, you know, the, the, the management office where I live. When somebody tells me I follow rules really well, that's not, I know this probably is not making sense to you, so I'm going, I'm going to go a little bit deeper here, okay? I follow rules really, if you, if you present the rules to me or like the terms and conditions, or as I've said, I love reading fine print in a contract, if it's presented to me up front, I follow it to a T. I'm a really good listener, clearly, and I can follow rules really well. So like if I didn't work for myself and I worked for someone else, I'm a really good person to have on your staff because I work really hard and I listen really well and I follow the rules. <laughs> it's that easy. It's not, it's not rocket science over here. So when, but when somebody, when it's not presented in a formal fashion, right, or a legal fashion up front like that, I know you're already thinking, yeah, but Amy, but you just said cops 
and like there are laws. I'm going to get into that. Okay. I'm going to get into that. But when it's presented up front to me and it's very clear and, and I know what's expected of me and I choose to opt into that, then I'm good. Right. I chose to live where I live. So I chose to opt into that. But when you start like hitting the gray area and that wasn't in the contract, right? Like I, I know my lease. I know my lease. I know paragraphs and sections. I read it front to back, not once, but like three times. So I know it. I could quote it if you wanted me to. Okay. When it changes or, you know, if, if you decide you're going to insert meanings into paragraphs that aren't actually existent or you've people write contracts and they purposely somebody I'm raising my hand as somebody who enjoys legal stuff like writing legal stuff and has defended herself in trademark court which I did and won okay I will tell you that we deliberately write contracts and leases and things like that with verbiage that leaves it vague enough to where if we hit a gray area, right, then it fall like the words used fall in our favor, right? And then there's other paragraphs where there's a million synonyms on purpose to cover our ass, okay? Just giving it to you straight. So, so when you hit that gray area where it's not really communicated, but I know it's falling in that gray area, I get fucking livid. I get livid. Because now I know it's in your favor. And then I get really resistant to it. I know because on the other end of it, when I'm doing it, like I know that it's pissing the other person off. But too bad. Because <laughs> I covered my ass. That's my issue with cops. I love cops. I appreciate cops. Listen, my sister used to date all the cops. I, I get it. I I know many cops. I have much respect for your profession. I do. You're necessary. You're needed. You are appreciated. I am grateful for you. That's not in dispute. You know what I have an issue with? I have an issue with the cops that that take advantage of their ability to do what they're doing and abuse it, right? And I think you all can agree, and I think I communicated that really respectfully and well, who abuse it. So I, listen, I am guilty as charged that I once got a cell phone ticket, okay? It's not good. I don't mess with my phone when I'm driving these days um, other than like it's laying down in between like the seats like in the console area and I will pick it up every once in a while so I can see the GPS map but that's it okay that's it you can't arrest you can't arrest me for communicating that on a podcast however in New Jersey and I don't know if in other states in New Jersey the whole the whole part of the cell phone law is if you're looking down and away then they can ticket you and they don't do it's a mandatory it's not just a ticket pay a fine that would have been fine okay it's a mandatory court date that you must show up for hence the mandatory part because I tried to argue this with the police officer um 
he came to my window. Listen, I have a major attitude when you pull me over. I do. I've only been pulled over like a couple times in my life. And I'm not nice. I'm just giving it to you straight. I'm not a nice person if you pull me over. I'm not somebody who's going to flirt with you, who's going to cry on cue, who's going to lie that that I'm racing to the hospital or a funeral home like my mother does. Um, you know, I've had friends tell me they just, they cry or they, they flirt or they tell the cop. I, I don't do any of that. I don't give a shit. Like, I'm just going to look at you and I'm going to keep it straight. I'm not taking my sunglasses off because now I'm pissed and like my, I'm very expressive in my face. So you're going to see I'm pissed. <laughs> so I'd rather just leave them on and let my mouth get me in more trouble. And this is not something that I currently care to change about myself, which we'll get into in a little bit. So, because <laughs> I have a list of those things, right? So I don't take my sunglasses off. And listen, if you are a police officer or a former police officer, again, I preface this entire story with much respect to you and your profession. Okay. I, I am admitting I am a dick if you pull me over. It's fine. That's who I am when you pull me over, even when I'm guilty. Most of the times I get pulled over, except for the cell phone ticket, I was not guilty. And I will tell you that story next. The cell phone cop, though, it's a down and away situation. So he pulled me over. I don't even remember, quite frankly, picking up the phone and it being that obvious. But needless to say, he must have been somewhere behind me, pulled me over, came to my window, I don't take my sunglasses off. I just look at him. I don't even speak. I just look at him. And he's like, you know what you did? I Don't ask a question you know the fucking answer to. Really? Do I know what I did? You clearly think I did something. Why don't you just tell me? Let's not play games here. You're wasting my time. What do you think I did? He's like, do you know what you did? I said, no. (laughs) He's like... Did you look at your cell phone? I said, I looked at my GPS. And he's like, well, I don't know if you were looking at your GPS, but that is illegal. And I go, I can't look at my GPS. And he's like, we don't know if you were looking at your GPS or you were texting. I'm telling you, if you're going to extend me the courtesy, like just let's keep it real here. Communication 101. If you're going to extend me the courtesy of asking me a question that you clearly already think you know the answer to but you asked me a question. That is what you did. You posed a question. Don't manipulate me. You posed a question. I answered your question. Then you decided to respond to your own question and tell me what I was doing on behalf of me. No, bro. Like, is that what they teach you in cop school? They teach you how to manipulate? Maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't know. So... Then he says, well, you can't look at your GPS. I said, well, I can't hear it. Like, I'm a visual learner, sir. Would you like me to explain to you why I'm a visual learner? I need to see the map. He's like, well, then you need to get a a mount. I said, okay, I have another GPS that sticks to my window. Like, I was using my phone's GPS, but I have an actual GPS thing that I can latch, like, you know, suction cup to my front window. He says to me, that's illegal. Now, it was my understanding that was never illegal. I turned around in my seat. I looked at his cruiser, 
he not only has one mount, he has like three or four in his window. So I looked at him and I said, if it's illegal, why do you get to do it? That's my attitude when I get pulled over, guys. That's my attitude. And he goes, because I'm a cop. So that just that just pissed me off more. So now I'm like, okay, so this is our banter. All right. So now I'm not backing down. I don't care at this point. Like I, it's not that I don't respect authority. It's I am very resistant to authority, <laughs> especially when you're not really, you're 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 in my in my opinion taking advantage of your power in that situation. You just told me I couldn't look at my GPS. You told me to mount it. Then you tricked me again because I said, okay, I have one that mounts. And you told me, no, you can't use that one. But you just told me to mount it. So like, you are you just put me in a box with no exit signs. Thank you. I said, okay, how do I get home, sir? You know what he said to me? Go straight. All right, motherfucker. Like, now now we've reached a new level of disrespect. Just go straight. So now I'm pissed and I don't watch my P's and Q's when I'm pissed. So I said, okay, well now what? You, do, you won't let me mount my GPS. I can't look at my GPS. He goes, listen to it then. I can't listen to it when the bitch is always wrong. Sometimes she doesn't tell me to turn in advance. Then you're going to ticket me for reckless driving. Are we going to have this debate or can I just mount my GPS and go on my way? He hands me a ticket and I said, oh, great. Can I? So it's something I could just pay. He goes, no, you have to go to court. And I said, what happens if I don't go to court? And he goes, we arrest you. And I'm like, this is the most insane conversation I'm ever having. So needless to say, I had to go to court for a cell phone ticket and and you can't even argue it because the first thing they ask you when you stand in front of the judge is, were you looking down in a way? And you don't get an opportunity to say, uh, well, I was just like looking at the map or I was reaching for a tissue or like it's a yes or no question. And if you say yes, you're guilty. If you say no, guess what they do? Okay, great. Get a lawyer because now you're going to trial. And so everybody in front of me who was like, no, I wasn't looking down in a way, they were like, okay, would you like to be assigned a lawyer or are you going to get your own or are you going to represent yourself for trial? And then they had to change, they changed their answer. They were like, fine, I'm guilty. Like, just fine. They trap you, guys, they trap you. The one time I got pulled over a long time ago, I was coming home from college and I went to college in Pennsylvania, coming down highway, I think it was 78, if you're in if you're in PA or Jersey, you know what I'm talking about, coming out of PA and like I just crossed the state line into Jersey. I was passing a cop in it. I was in the left lane, he was in the right lane. I was in a line of traffic. There was a lot of cars. Pass him, okay? And then get over. I didn't do anything illegal. I did what every other car was doing. We were we were passing in the left lane, and then I moved over to the right lane. I was through the state line, okay? This dude pulls me over. I'm in Jersey, all right? He's a PA cop. So we're on a busy highway. He comes to my passenger window. 
I don't take my sunglasses off again. I look right at him and I go, what? Again, I know I'm a bitch when this happens. I know that I'm not changing. (laughs) He goes, he goes, do you know what you did? I said, past you because you were in the right lane. I didn't do anything. And he goes, you don't need to have an attitude. And I just looked at him and I said, you're out of your jurisdiction. Can I go now? And he goes, fine. And he walked away. Because he was. You're a PA cop. You can't pull me over in Jersey. Too bad. I'm sorry I know the laws. I'm sorry that I'm a bitch when I break the law. (laughs) But in that case, I didn't break the law. I did this in college too. I was a little bit of a bitch, maybe a lot of a bitch. Like there was open container. I don't know laws at college. Would we call it a law? I don't remember. I remember that I was outside my dorm. I believe it was senior year. And I wasn't, I wasn't drinking anything. I was already drunk. And my friend Tommy was next to me and he had a six pack unopened, um, or maybe, I don't know, maybe opened. I don't remember, but he has six pack sitting next to him. We were sitting on the stoop and campus security came over and started yelling at him for having it out. And I got up and I'm, I'm belligerent if I drink too much. So I was, I was yelling back at them to like defend him. And I was like, leave him. He's not bothering you. Leave him alone. And they were like, ma'am, 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 calm down, (laughs) ma'am. I'm not kidding. That's how they were talking. Ma'am, you could, so many people call me ma'am to this day, but in that setting, ma'am is only going to escalate, right? Ma'am, calm down, ma'am, ma'am. You you might want to just go sit down, ma'am. Mind your own business. This is my business. He's my friend. I was sitting next to him. Leave him alone. He's not bothering you. It's It's closed and we're going inside. And they're like, you are drunk. You might want to remove yourself. And this is me in my big mouth. Do you know who my mother is? (laughs) That shit only worked in high school in Jersey because my mother worked in the operating room. Whenever somebody had a medical situation, my mother was the first one they wanted. That, that, That type of arrogance we'll call it, only worked in my state and my town when I was younger. That shit don't work, Amy, when you're in college four hours deep into Pennsylvania and your friend is getting in trouble with campus security. Campus security pulled out their handcuffs and this is me in my big mouth. You're not even a real cop. (laughs) What are you you doing? You can't cuff him. Where are you going to take him on your scooter to the to the campus store? Like, what, what, are you, what are you doing? Tommy was like, listen, I appreciate your loyalty, but you're just going to get your ass in trouble, too. I was like, I don't care. I don't. I do, Yeah, bitch. Full on bitch. So here's why I'm talking about this, because I was meditating this morning and what I concluded was everybody has a little bit of dick inside of them. And I don't mean that sexually, although maybe I do too, but everybody's got a little bit of dick in them. 
Like you do just as much as I do. And it doesn't matter how happy you are as a person, how at peace you are as a person. If part of your personality is that little bit of sass and little bit of bitch, which we all do have. Trust me, we all have it. I am the nicest of nice. I am. I'm a sweetheart. But I'm all, I can also be a motherfucker if I want to be. I just choose mostly not to be that person. You know what I mean? I choose mostly, but but I've realized, well, at least in meditation this morning, I realized that, you know, sometimes I like to bring her out. I do. And that's a part of me I love too, right? Like if you're married or you have a significant other or maybe you don't and you're just like, yeah, I don't know, hanging out with your dog or your family, I'm sure if you think about those people that are really important to you, there's there's parts of them that, you know, a little bit dickish and you maybe get a kick out of or you love them in spite of it. It's really all part of self-love. It really is. I'm not being sarcastic right now, although I am staring at myself in the mirror with this look on my face <laughs> that I can't even handle because of this whole conversation I didn't plan to have. But yeah, we're all we're all a little we're all a little dickish. Another thing that I was pondering this morning was how I was thinking about cuz I was I was going through social media. I was looking up people like celebrity, not I don't know. Celebrity is like of I feel like the wrong term for some reality show stars, but I guess we could group them into celebrities. Anyway, I was just like, I fell into a rabbit hole this morning of like, I saw these two people that I watch on an MTV show had gotten engaged and then I clicked to their profile and then, then I was going through the comments and I don't act like you don't do the same shit sometimes. And I was finding more people on the show. So I was like clicking. None of these people I follow. I was So I was just kind of checking out things, right? I ended up on one of their pages and I was like, wow, their entire like Instagram profile is super bright and colorful. And I'm kind of scrolling through and I was like, I cringe. Guys, I cringe at profiles that are like, a magazine spread. Like, that's me. And I used to judge me for that. I used to be like, why, Amy, why can't you just love everybody? I do to a degree. But that doesn't mean like, you know, I want to follow you or like, I really feel aligned or, or I resonate with how you do things. I'm just, I, I don't know. It's not in me. I don't have that gene, I guess, to be the kind of person that feels like or or acts like uh I don't know that that I've gotta force myself to only post like model photos that are clearly highly edited, you know, not just cult like cut like the color adjustments, but I mean like edited, edited. When did it become like this? Like when did we go wrong? <laughs> When did it did Instagram become a magazine for people? You know, it's artistic. Yes, I've had people argue this with me for years when when I have voiced it online. They're like, 
I like looking at the aesthetics, Amy. I like the art. I like the fashion. I like, that's, that's great. That's not what I'm, I'm not saying it's not pretty. That's not up for debate. They all look gorgeous. Like, this isn't me putting anybody down. I'm not saying anybody's not gorgeous. I'm not saying they don't look good. I'm not saying the photos aren't bomb. Like, they are. They're, it's amazing. I'm saying, like, that's just a lot of effort that I don't want to put forth. You know what I mean? I'm just like, listen, I can hang out in sweatpants all day with no makeup on and look really good. And I can get really dressed up and do my makeup and look really good. And honestly, I feel I feel equal about myself either way, right? And I... So then I don't have any shame when I share myself, let's say online, makeupless, um, possibly smelly in a hoodie, or share myself online all dolled up with a full face of makeup and my hair is actually brushed, right? Like I I feel the same about myself and I feel either way, I care equally about myself and how I look. All part of self-love and self-acceptance, right? I just don't, I guess I don't understand the psyche. I understand the business aspects, right? I understand the marketing aspects. I understand the intention behind some of these reality show stars or whoever they are, models, right? Like if their goal is to get more modeling spots, that's why they put it up. I just, uh, I'm, I'm not in that profession, I don't want to be in that profession. And I feel like even if I were, I still wouldn't want to do that. Does that make sense? Like, I feel like that's the best way I can communicate that. I feel like even if that was my profession to, to model or to act, and that was my, my stream of income, I feel like I would still just morally and ethically want to be like, I'm happy to put up all of my modeling photos, but I also want to be myself, which there are plenty of models that I follow, I do, that do that. They're, they're real. There's one, I think her name is Camille, Camille something. She's like a, a Sports Illustrated model. I remember her name. Camille Kostak, something, something, something. I'm sure if you Googled half of what I said, it would pop up somewhere or just, you know, click on who I follow (laughs) on on Instagram and find her. She's gorgeous. And she posts her modeling photos. And then she posts her in like a, a beanie and sweatpants dancing with no makeup on. Those are the people I'm drawn to. Those people. Because you know what I get from those people is you're cool. Like that's who you are if we are hanging out together, right? When I watch somebody put on a show, right, just for the gram, as they say, just for their business, when they put on a show, um, I then think to myself, that is not how you would sound if we were hanging out or you were talking to me like I was your friend, right? Like that that's not how you would you could just tell. There's a there's a couple others. Um one is 50 Cent's girlfriend, uh Cuban Link. She's really like down to earth 
and and chill. And so like all of her, like I, I love following her and then I love following him and her because like the commentary that they give each other back and forth in their comments is like, it's playful and it's funny and it's just like, it's for show to a degree, but you can also, you just feel their connection, right? Versus like the forced ones. I feel like you can feel force and you can feel authenticity for sure. Tell me if, I mean, if you listen to this and you disagree with me, tell me. I would like to know if you don't feel like you could feel force versus, but I believe wholeheartedly that you can. And, and I believe wholeheartedly you can see it, but I think it's easier to feel than see because it's really easy to fall down um, into the illusion of what somebody shows you, right? If you are unaware of the emotion component, the emotional component, but, but you just see them putting on a show or you read their words or something, you might easily fall into the trap of like, oh, wow, they... They sound like they're happy or they they look really pretty, so they must be happy. It's very easy to fall for that and 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 that's it. And I I go a little bit more. It's like, but what do I feel, right? From those words? Or or what do I actually know to be true? That's usually where I go. I feel like I have to sneeze, guys, and the doctor told me I cannot sneeze through my nose. So I have to sneeze and bite my finger. And let me tell you, I've never sneezed in a classier way. Go, next time you go to sneeze, just bite your finger and you sneeze out your mouth. Whenever I sneeze through my nose, I feel like I break a rib. So listen, try it. It's a, so, so if I suddenly have to like bite my finger and stop talking, that's what's happening here. I, I have to sneeze in my classy fashion. (laughs) Anyway, I feel like this has been a rather interesting conversation. And do we agree? It's because he is chirping over here, ready for me to sign off. I want to wish you a very happy holidays, which is my PC way of saying Merry fucking Christmas. Have fun buying obligatory gifts for all of your friends and family who you may or may not feel deserve the gift at that point in time, but you've done it anyway because you're a nice person and you follow the rules well. (laughs) And uh, happy new year. Will I talk to you before the new year? I don't know. We shall see. Uh, happy new year. Um, happy Hanukkah. I don't know the actual date cause I don't have a calendar in front of me of when that started, but if you celebrate Hanukkah, happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, is that this month? I'm not sure, but I just want to cover my basis here. So is it basis or bases? Bases. I want to cover my bases like, like, like a baseball diamond? Are we covering bases? I These are things I Google, by the way. Like these little sayings are the things that like, you know, when you just know things and then you, then you're like, I, I'm saying it because I've once heard it in this context, but I don't actually know what it means. That's usually the shit that flies out of my mouth that I stop and go, what? 
what is that? Is it basis? Basis? Like B A S I S or basis? This is where a co host would actually come in handy. I could just, hey, what do you think about that? I don't really know. Let's look it up. And they would do the work for me. But we are a one man show over here, and that is how we like it. I don't. I don't partner well. <laughs> I don't partner well in certain settings. Um, so we won't know until I get off this this recording and actually Google it. So have a great holiday. And don't, don't, and I repeat, do not tell anybody that you didn't want to buy them the gift, that you felt obligated to buy them. Just don't. Don't be Amy, because Amy does that. And, I, and I'm, I am helping you grow and be better by sharing my flaws and faults with you. I am somebody who has no problem telling you what is wrong with me and telling you what I learned from it and telling you how I have fixed it you know, fix, but you know what I mean. Accepted it, reframed it, shifted it, whatever. And encouraged you to not do it. So don't do that. Don't don't tell them that you felt obligated. Because now, I know my whole family don't listen to this podcast. They also don't buy my merch. So because they don't support me in that fashion. I've gone ahead and added to their gift their their gifts um gifts that I actually want to get them, which was my own merch, which is good business on my part. I bought them my own merch, which means I paid for it and I got kickback on my own purchase. That's good fucking business, sir. That right there good fucking business. So I paid for my own stuff. I got my own kickback and now I'm going to gift it to them. Now, whether they wear it or not, they're going to feel bad not because they didn't go and buy it themselves. And now I'm saying, I want, I bought this for you and it's, it's, I bought it. So it's free to you. It's kind of like, when you see Kim Kardashian give Khloe Kardashian her box of makeup, right? Khloe's going to use it because it was given to her for free. And now she looks like a dick if she doesn't use it because her sister gave it to her for free. So family, you're all going to look like dicks (laughs) if you don't wear my merch that I have strategically bought for you and I I bought one of each one specific to each of your personalities. Prepare thyself. It will be a good holiday with Amy. Stay tuned. Till next time.